Hey, it's Steve and welcome to Share, a podcast that sets out to do just that. From stories and reflections to ideas and concepts, each episode will dive into a wide range of topics and discussions that come from a journey through life. The simple fact I've discovered is when we share, we empower, not just ourselves, but each other. Are you planning your next holiday? Let the team at Mind and Body Travel inspire you. With a focus on wellness and well-being, the team at Mind and Body Travel can assist you whether you're looking to attend a retreat, test yourself on an adventure, tick off that bucket list trip, or just create a travel itinerary that includes all that you want in a holiday while taking into account all that your mind and body needs. Revolutionising the way people look at holidays and travel, they believe that travel should deliver nourishment for your soul, clarity for your mind, and renewed focus upon your return. So you ready to take off? Then it's time to check in with the team at Mind and Body Travel. Just visit www.mindandbodytravel.com. In this week's episode, I had the privilege of catching up with Terrell Moana Jr., who's recently returned from his gold medal win at the Australian Boxing Championships in Perth. His win in the super heavyweight division saw him qualify for the Pan Pacific Games in November, where another gold medal will see him jetting off to represent Australia at the 2024 Paris Olympics. I've personally been able to watch Terrell Moana fight, both in person and by tuning in to wherever he's fought in the world. I've been extremely impressed with the sheer respect he shows his opponents, the joy he displays when boxing, and his love for his culture, his family, and his countries. There's plenty to take away from this chat with Terrell Moana Jr. Enjoy. Terrell Moana, welcome to Share. Steve, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Mate, firstly, congratulations on the gold medal win. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, you'd be pretty happy. Yeah, just um, I'm just glad I got the first one out of the way, and then now my goals are set on the next one, which is the Pacific Games, which will be our Olympic qualifiers. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. Yeah, it's good stuff. I never thought I'd be on this journey, so now I'm just taking it as it comes and enjoying the experience. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Well, I'm definitely going to ask you some questions in regards to boxing, uh, that's for sure. But just wanted to start with a bit of a snapshot on who is Tera Moana. Okay, um, my name is Tera Moana Junior Tera Moana. I'm named after my grandfather and my father. The, my father's name is Junior and my grandfather's name is Tera Moana. I was born and raised in Australia, born in New South Wales, raised in Queensland. So I'm obviously a blue supporter but when it comes to the origin, but and my heritage is of Cook Island descent. I've been boxing for about 12 years now. I started when I was 12 just to look after my sisters, but never really had any hunger to do it. But the year 2020, about three years ago now, I've decided I wanted to do it as a career. And then pretty much since then, I've had my sights on world champion in the pros. But I had about four fights in the pro ranks with four wins, and I think all four were by stoppages. And then because we were struggling to get fights there, I decided to take a step back into the amateur ranks. And then since then, I made the national team and then have been traveling overseas with the national team. Just the beginning of this year, I've participated in two international tournaments and also world championships, which took place in May. I won the first fight at the World Championships against France and then lost the second fight against the Olympic gold medalist and the current world champion. But it was an awesome experience and it was an awesome time to see the level of competition overseas. And I'm just glad I got there because now I feel like I know what, where I have to be for the upcoming Olympic Games. And that's my goal. I really, really want to 
make the Olympics and get the gold there. But God willing, I just do what I can, do the best I can, and whatever comes, I, I reap what I sow pretty much. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Through the experience of going over and, and fighting for Australia, tell me what surprised you the most about the competition? Um, compared to the pros, the amateur is a, amateur style is a lot faster and a lot more about scoring points rather than hitting people hard. Because I thought I would go in and just hit people hard and like win like that. But all these people, I felt were running away, but that's all boxing. Eh? They try to stay long and just score the points. And like, yeah, when I lose, they always just win on points. And yeah, so that's the best thing about me coming back. I've like trimmed down a bit of weight since then and trying to get more of my footwork back. And I feel like it's the, the work's coming together nicely. And after my most recent fight at Nationals, I can see a lot of improvement since the beginning of the year. So I'm very, very happy with the work that we've been getting done. Yeah, I noticed actually when you were fighting in Bulgaria, having watched some of your live fights, pro fights out of that four, I really noticed that it was kind of like, hang on, I'm used to trying to knock someone out and yeah. uh, oh, hang on, this is on points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, that was the biggest thing, like um, I opened up when I went back to the pros because in Australia, there's not many too, too many super heavyweights in the amateurs. So I didn't really get to fight anyone here. My first fight in the amateurs after like six years was overseas and um, like all these fellows are the champions of their country and they're so experienced. So going there was great for me. It was awesome. Like seeing the level, it revealed to me what level I have to get to, to be the best. So yeah, that's the plan. One of the big things that I've really noticed about you since those four, you know, pro fight was yeah. that changing into the amateurs, like I have seen you slim down. You've obviously been working harder. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's just a different game, eh? Like, the pros is more about sitting there and hitting them hard, whereas, the, yeah, the amateurs is point-based, so I can't move too fast if I got that weight on me. Because I think when I went to Bulgaria, I was 128, and then now I'm sitting around 122, but we're, we're even trying to get lighter for the upcoming Pacific Games and Olympic Games because we've noticed the lighter I am, the better I am on my feet and, like, movement-wise. So we just, yeah, take it into into the next one now tell me one one thing that i really respect when i watch you fight you've just got this genuine joy yeah <laughs> i'm not sure why um yeah fighting is not really a bit weird my um relationship with boxing i don't really love it but i've got the skill and because of some of the reason i, I want to accomplish i feel like um boxing well it was written somewhere apparently it's the hardest sport in the world so my thinking is if I can if I can conquer this and get a gold medal in this, who says that you can't do it or anyone else can't do it? Because I was just like everyone else, you know, just living life. And then I decided one day after my 21st, oh, I'm going to do this. And then to me, it's like if I do it, anyone can do it. Because, yeah, I'm just a normal bloke like everyone else. That's a, a great message. Um, great message for life as well. <laughs> and what I've noticed is just with everything, whether it be your business, sport, you don't get nowhere if you're not putting in the work. So, yeah, recently I've been training really hard and I can see the results in my game. So I'm just happy and privileged to be able to be here enjoying this experience because not everyone, not everyone gets to travel the world doing something they enjoy, like boxing. I never thought in a million years that I would be here doing this. 
yeah, I'm just taking it as a blessing and enjoying the experience on the way. Now, recently you've been been able to have some sparring with with some obviously great opponents and some great boxers in Joe Goodall, yeah, Justice Hooney, Joe Apatia. Tell me, tell me about that experience. Even like sparring them, Justice, he was doing what I was doing pretty much before in the young years. And Jai Bataya, he was the world champion, I think, in the juniors. And he went. He was the youngest Australian to represent at the Olympic Games as well. And now he's the current cruiserweight world champion, like Ring Magazine world champion, so he's the man. Even Joe Goodall, he, he's done the same. He's represented Australia on the international level. I'm pretty sure he got a bronze or silver at the world championships as well. And Justice got a bronze at the World Championships as well. So all these fellas are of a high caliber. Firing all three of these boys, Joe Goodall, Jai Bataya, and Justice, it's really awesome for me because we have this such high tier just in Queensland too. So when we work together, we're just bringing each other's game up and I'm very happy to be able to work with them. So shout out to you, the boys. Yeah, look, I've seen Joe fight and seen the other boys fight. I've seen Justice fight in live as well here in Brisbane. But was there any words of wisdom that they passed on to you? Oh, I remember Shukli from Jai, he said, once you get to the top level, it's a game of tips. So all it takes is one or two points and fitness, fitness, fitness. At the end of the day, everyone's good when it comes to the top level, but who's been training harder, who's got the fitness, who's put all the work into the gym pretty much and really stuck with me. And yeah, so now I know I've just got to get fitter. <laughs> and the one thing I, I notice about when I've watched Justice Huni fight as well is that he, he is a real points fighter right he yeah. works on the body he works works around his opponent and that must be some some good tips for you as well yeah um justice is one of the best boxers to come out of australia like he's got a real good boxing style and good boxing iq yeah but when we get together it's more we just do the business we don't really um talk too much about that kind of stuff because like yep. at the end of the day we're all in the same division so we don't want to give away too much secrets <laughs> so yeah might be fighting for the world championship one day uh, against each other. Yeah, uh, one day, one day. It's a possibility that we'll just take it as it comes, I guess. Yeah. So as you head to the Pacific Games yeah, in Solomon Islands, is that in November? Yes. So that starts November 19th and goes for just over two weeks. It ends on December 2nd. So yeah, th- this will be for all the boxes, the qualification event for the Olympic Games. So you have to win gold. You can't come second or third. You have to get first place and then you qualify and then pretty much represent the Pacific at the Olympic Games, which is, that's my goal. That's my goal, yeah. Yep. What countries do you come up against at the Pan Pacific Games? It's pretty much all the islands, Polynesia. You got PNG, Cook Islands, Samoa, Tonga, Fiji. I'm not sure if Indonesia's in there, but Australia and New Zealand are like the biggest nations that are involved. And then it's pretty much all the Pacific. I don't know if it goes as far as Hawaii, but I'll find out when I'm there, I guess. Well, uh, after watching some of your fights, I think heading over to the islands and the Solomon Islands in November, you might get someone to pick on your own size, yeah? (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to because, like I said, in Australia, we hardly get any super heavies, but I know everyone over there, that every island I'm sure will have a super heavy representing, so I'm looking forward to the competition and looking forward to meeting them as well. That'll be a great experience for you as well, and we hope you bring home gold. Yeah, me too. You were just talking about there, you, you don't love boxing, yeah. right? But you do have a joy for it. The one thing I was going to ask you is in the boxing community, there seems to be this real people want to protect their record. 
Yeah. I know when you were fighting pro and talking to your parents, they were like, he wants to fight. Yeah. Bring it on. He'll, he'll fight. You weren't fighting for your record. Yeah, yeah. And that's one of the things I learned also stepping into the pros. It's like in the amateurs, they put you up the best against the best because once you go up, you got to fight the next tier level type thing. So if you don't make the Australian champ, you're not going to fight the champions of the other countries. But in the pros, it's more about business. It's more about who puts bums on seats and yeah, who sells tickets and all that type of stuff. So that was another reason I took a step back to the amateurs was to build my profile a bit more. Because I never fought internationally. I never really done any of that. I just come back wanting to fight everyone pretty much. But yeah, that, that's pretty much how the pro game works. So hopefully by the end of this, I'll be the Olympic medalist and I'll have that on my resume. So that will give uh, some sort of incentive for other fighters to want to fight me. Yep. And say so you go through your Olympic champion. Yeah. Tell me what would be after that. What's next for Tara Moana? So yeah. My my goal is after the Olympics to go back into the pros and then pretty much go full throttle from there. Because I don't want to box for too long. I want to retire a bit young and then just go from there. Make money and then get out pretty much. Yep. But just take it as it comes. As, as life goes on, you make different decisions as you get older as well. So I'll just take it as it comes pretty much. But I do want to be world champion as well. Yep. Yeah. Now, one thing from a boxing perspective, I noticed that when you win or whether you lose, as you have done in some of the points uh, rounds, but yeah. tell me, I love, you know, you, you bow in each direction, you hold the ropes open for your opponent to get out of the ring. Yeah. Like for me, that just huge respect there. Yeah, because at the end of the day, it's a dangerous sport. Either one of us can get permanently injured and stuff. Luckily for me, I haven't witnessed any of that in in any of my tournaments. Or, but yeah, it's it's pretty much you you're fighting. Well, I, I think of it as you're fighting to the death. But yeah, all respect to anyone who gets in because it's not easy to get punched in the face, you know. And it's not for everyone. And once you're in the air, after a bit of a while, you don't really feel it, and you're just like trying to get him. <laughs> You're trying to get him and say, yeah, it's it's either him or me. That's how I feel. But I respect everyone who gets in the ring. And before, that's all, like, some people do the dirty talking. Like, that's all part of the game, like getting inside people's heads and stuff. But at the end of the day, after all is done and over, it's, it's just business pretty much. And that's how I see it. Like, I don't hate these people. But for those, for those 10 minutes, yeah, I want to take them out. But it's just the game, I, I guess. We've seen in recent years with Paul Gallen and his record and what he did for the boxing sport, yeah. the the smack talking that would happen and then they'd be having a beer together afterwards. So Yeah, yeah. That's just pretty much it. Especially in the pros, it's just a show. You just got to sell that show, put bums on seats and then give it your all for half an hour, ten, however long your fight is. And then after that, it's back to normal pretty much. And if you get another contract to fight each other again, same thing. And then, um, yeah, same old but. Everyone goes about it in a different way. I'm pretty chill. I don't really care too much. But I haven't had anyone that is talking a bit of smack. But that's okay. I'll deal with that when it comes in. Yeah, I'm just being me pretty much. Yeah, that's the best thing, man. That's all you can be, hey? Yeah, because I won't get found out of being an actor if I'm not being me. (laughs) Yeah. Now tell me, who's been your biggest influence on your boxing career? Um, Probably my father. My father's the one who... Put me into boxing. It's taught me a lot outside of boxing as well. And then, yeah, that's pretty much, I think at the end of the day, that's probably the biggest influence on why I come back to boxing. 
yeah, a lot of things have influenced me, like even my name, Tramana, it's my family's name. So people used to call me Samson, which is my middle name. Yep. But now I prefer to go by my first name because since my grandfather passed away, that's his name. So I want to carry it on. And then so every time, for example, someone says my name like you are now, I'm very happy because people are saying my grandfather's name. It's like carrying on. And not only are you saying him, you're saying my whole, my surname as well. So it's, it's my whole family put together. And that's another reason why I do it. I'm just proud to be here, honored to be able to have this name and represent us in the Cook Islands and also Australia. Yep. So your family means a lot to you. Do you want to just expand on that a little bit? Oh. I don't know how to expand on it, but that's one of the main reasons I, it's the name Tiramuana. Since I had that, it like resonated with me. I felt like I wasn't doing enough before. So I was like, oh, what can I do to like put the name in the history books forever? And I was like, oh, I'll be world champion as a boxer. So that's why I turned pro and then that was the goal. Well, now I can do it at the Olympic Games as well. That'll put my name down in history forever as well. So that's what gives me the motivation. Also, I'm trying to inspire my younger cousins, the little ones that are just babies. When I was younger, I didn't look up on the TV and see my cousins performing on sports on TVs on Fox or whatever. But now they have the opportunity to see that and they might think it's normal. So they can do it as well. But that's just pretty much, in short words, why I'm doing it too. Yeah. You can do anything. Do anything you set your mind to, because if I can do it, you can do it. Now, you've got a, a big love for your culture in the Cook Islands. Tell me a little bit more about that. Well, I was born and raised in Australia. If you look at me, I don't look like Aussie. I'm a Cook Islander, so I'm very proud of where I come from, of who I am as well, half Australian, half Cook Island. And yeah, we're just a small nation, Cook Islands. I think the population is about 20,000, and the two islands I'm from, Pukabuga and Achi, there's only less than a thousand on the island. I'm pretty sure there's only like 500 on each island. So for me, how I think is from an island of 500 and then now, for example, I'm the champion of Australia, which is 24 plus million people. That's not bad odds. (laughs) That's not bad odds to make it there. So now I'm just, like I said, very, very honoured and privileged to be able to be the one to be able that's doing this and like representing our nation. And you fought in the Cook Islands as well, yeah? Yeah, I think that was 2017. I fought for the Cook Island Championship and I won that one as well. Yep. But, yeah. it, it, did you win it easy? Oh, it was a fight. I was a young fella. Over there, they don't really have the same facilities as over here. So, yeah, they do the best that they can. But if they had the same training as over here, I believe the competition would be a lot better. Yeah. Later on in your career, do you think it would be something that you'd like to head over to the Cook Islands and kind of inspire a lot more kids and and support them over there? That's the plan. I do have a lot of plans going on in my head, but just like everything, you need a bit of financial support to do some stuff. So my main goal is to just keep doing what I'm doing now. And then if I can, I'll help out the community and stuff like that, the islands, whatever I can do. But yeah, at the moment, I'm not financially in that spot to do so. (laughs) Yep, yep. Awesome. Well, you've got a vision looking forward to hitting the goals ahead, which is nice. And obviously the big focus is November and then... November 19th, yeah. Then Paris next year. Paris, yeah. So, yeah, like I said, I never thought I'll be here doing that. I'm just excited, excited to be able to do it. <laughs> now, you did a trip around Australia with the family not long ago. Yeah, so that was in 2019. Yep. And then, so I turned 21 in February and I'm pretty sure I left on the trip 
in April after I finished my apprenticeship, my plumbing apprenticeship, and then went on a 10-month cruise around Australia. And then I I left my parents down in Melbourne and I arrived, arrived back to Brisbane on the 1st of January 2020. And then from that day, that's when I started training to become this world champion boxer. <laughs> yep. And, co- and then COVID hit. And then COVID hit that same year, 2020. But yeah, I was just doing my own thing, tra- pretty much training myself under, well, training at the boxing shop, but all the extras I was just doing myself, going for runs and stuff. Fast forward to this day and here I am. Any favourite spots around Australia that, that you were wowed by? Well, I, I did like um, Ningaloo Reef up in Western Australia, even Cape York up at the tip of Queensland. And Western Australia had like the prettiest beaches, eh? It was also a highlight to see Uluru. That was an experience as well. The whole trip, Australia is such a big and beautiful place. Eh? We always think about going overseas, but all we have to do is go to the next state and it changes it changes the environment and all that kind of stuff. So now even that was a is a blessing, eh? It's just blessing. And that was one of the um, positives of COVID is so many people couldn't leave internationally. So they hopped in vans and yeah. they headed around Australia or, or checked out some of the domestic vacation yeah. spots. And it was really good for those local tourism supporters because it obviously supported them and, and got them through those tough times as well. Yeah. And I think it probably even shown the Aussies that, yeah, you can just go to another state and have a holiday because the landscape changes so much. So what might be tropical up north Queensland, you go to WA, it's it's like the just beaches, sandy beaches. And you go into the uh, the centre, it's like red dirt, stuff like that. It just changes dramatically. Eh? It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We've got a beautiful country here in Australia. Yeah. Terramoana. I want to ask, obviously, we, we touched on your fitness and, and how you've trimmed down and you've worked on a number of those things. What have you changed from when you were pro into into the amateurs now? Well, since I've been with the amateurs, I've been getting looked after by Combat Oz, which is um, it's pretty much the sporting body that looks after the top athletes in any combat sport, whether it be judo, boxing, and wrestling. Since being with them... I've had a lot better structure and because they are supporting me, they um, provide physio, strength training, dietitian, all that kind of stuff is supplied through them. So just since having that structure, I've noticed everything's just falling into place type thing. Whereas before I was trying to do everything myself and financially it's a bit hard as well where like I took a step away from my job a year ago to try and pursue this 100%. And then in that year, six months later, I got the combat I was involved and then it's just the structure of everything training morning and night eating the right food diet's another major thing because I noticed I can do all the training but if I'm not eating properly my weight doesn't change so that's another big thing to dieting and I think for Islanders that's one of the hardest things there (laughs) (laughs) I look at you as a you know super heavyweight and I, I probably wouldn't want your shopping bill yeah, yeah, it's not it's not fun, but it's just because it's funny because it ends up working out dearer to eat healthy rather than just eating out. But you just got to do what you got to do. Eh? It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it should be the other way around, but that's how the world's going, I guess. Yep. So, what does a day in in the life of Terra Moana look like these days? Well, train about two to three times a day. Like today I had strength training in the morning and then I got a boxing session at night. And then tomorrow I'll have a sprint session in the morning and then a boxing session at night. There's always a different session in the morning than boxing at night. I do boxing five to six times a week. 
and then strength about three times a week and sprints about three times a week as well. Training about two to three times a day and then one rest day. So I rest on Sunday, train six days and out of those six days, I might train three times twice out of those six days. So it's like, yeah, that's pretty much the schedule and whatever the coach wants, I just I just do pretty much. I might have something to say, but it gets done. <laughs> And that differs a fair bit from when you were back in the pros? Yeah, so when I was back in the – because now I'm, like, on a diet. Well, it's not a diet. It's what you should be eating anyway. We, it's funny how when we start eating proper food, what we're supposed to eat, it's called a diet. But that's what we should be eating, you know, healthy food and all that. So that's pretty much the main difference from when I was in the pros because my mindset has changed also. When I was in the pros, I always thought, oh, bigger – is stronger like bigger is better whereas now in the amateurs is like i want to be fast and big at the same time so we've noticed that when i get lighter i'm a lot better on my feet and elusive fighter is a good fighter in my opinion so yeah that's that's it and environment plays a big part in life uh, yeah. but i suppose from boxing as well when you're you know having these experiences with people like justice hooney jay apataya joe goodall and, yeah. and some of these top boxers being in that environment i'm guessing is, is helping you a lot yes yes so since the beginning of this year i've pretty much been in the australian team so the best in australia and we've trained together multiple times and just being around them like you're saying amongst the top of their divisions and training together. It's just a different level compared to when you're at a club level, where some people might come just for fitness, some people might come just to have fun. Whereas when I'm training with them, everyone's just locked on to their goal and everyone wants to be the best pretty much. So being surrounded by them is awesome, mate. And even sparring like Justice and Jai and Joe Goodall, they're the same. They want to be the best in the pro world. So... Yeah, just being around them, hearing the way they think, hearing the way they speak is is awesome. And it it must be making changes because I'm starting to improve. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I can definitely see the improvements from a pro. The hardest thing for you as a pro, though, was, you know, most most guys came up to about your kneecaps um, when they when they walked out into the ring. Yeah, yeah. So it's lucky for me. I'm a big heavyweight. I've got some height. I've got some reach. And I've got some size too with with speed as well. So now I'm very, very happy with the attributes I've been blessed with. And I'm just trying to put it to use pretty much. So so tell me, for Tara Moana, uh, boxing is life obviously these days. But what else do you enjoy doing? Oh, that's a hard one. I've been trying to figure out some stuff. But spending time with my family, that's pretty much what I do when I have spare time. But most of the time, it's just training. And then because I've got another session coming up, I relax a bit. Like, you just rest and train, rest and train. Rest and recover, rest and recover. Oh, train and recover, train and, and then recover. And then Sunday is my only day off. So that's when I, like, I just chill out again that day, spend time with my partner and then, yeah, see the family. That's, that's pretty much all I do. There's not really too much time to do any extracurricular activities. But, yeah, I get to enjoy traveling and stuff and that's how i see it it's only a short it's only going to be a short time of my life too like 10 maybe 15 years so enjoy it while i can and then i'll just relax later now you've touched on it a little bit but i will ask you the question again who's been your greatest teacher in life my dad like he's pretty much taught me my mindset and yeah also like my coaches play a big part as well when i was younger uh, my coach russell finn now 
Gareth Williams and Shah Roma, like they're playing a big part on developing me as a human as well, as an adult. Just being around those type of people teaching me what to strive for. Yeah, they're my biggest teachers and yeah. Any words of wisdom that you've your dad said or your coaches have said or you've heard along the way that really stick by you and when you you find yourself that you're you're doubting yourself or anything like that? Is there anything that comes to mind? Oh no, nah, not really. I don't remember stuff like that. I don't for me it's actions speak louder than words. So it's the way they act that yeah, I absorb it like that. So words of wisdom from them I don't really hold on to that type of stuff for me it's actions because you can say one thing but if you're not acting it you're a hypocrite so it's the way they act as a person and carry themselves that's how I I kind of absorb information and that's kind of how I want to be I'm not really the greatest talker and that kind of stuff but I'm hoping through the way I act people can see what I stand for pretty much yeah so you started boxing when you were about what, 12 or 13? 12, 12, yeah. I started fighting at 14, so I trained for two years and then had my first fight. So tell me what you know now through the experience, the travel, uh, the championships, winning the gold medal now, heading off to the Pan Pacific Games in November. Tell me yeah. if you could speak to that 12-year-old Tara Moana, what would you say to him? Oh, it's not about you want to win. The goal is to win, but if you lose... It doesn't matter, hey. When you're young, especially in the amateurs, not so much the pros, but in the amateurs, it's all about gaining experience and all the things that you do. If you have the opportunity to travel somewhere, I suggest you do it because you're never going to get that time back where, as when you have the experience, it's there forever. So, for example, I can look back on just this year and I travelled overseas. I've got all that under my belt now. Leading into the future, I have this type of confidence because I've been there before. So when you're younger, even when I tell the young fellas that are coming up now, just we had nationals just recently and some from our gym. Some didn't get the win, but, you know, I just encourage them because they're only young. I'm 25 and I got my first national title, you know, and like they're in their 19s, 20, like if they just keep on, keep on, keep on. The amount of experience they're going to gain in that time, you can never buy that. You can't buy experience. That's... That's actually what my coach Russell said to me at a young age, but I didn't understand what he said. I was like, oh, what, what's experience? Because, you know, you're just a young fella back then, you don't understand. But with age comes wisdom, and as the older I get, I've gotten, yeah, I've been starting to look back on the past like, oh. But I don't regret anything because how everything's played out has been like according to how it's supposed to be. So, yeah. Have you learned more through your losses or your wins? I think you learned for, well, recently. Because back when I was younger, I didn't really like pay attention to boxing too much. I just kind of got in and then just done what was there. But now recently, when I lose, I, I look back at it. Oh, what could I have done better? So I'm trying to improve myself with every fight. And the national coach Santiago has said with every fight, I'm improving as well. So he's happy to see that. And I am also, even when I win, I look at it. What could I have done better? Because I don't, just, I don't want to be... Good. I want to be great. I want to be the best day. So I just got to keep on striving for greatness and go from there. Because like I said, I only got a, a short amount of time to be able to do it. So if I can, I'll, I'll do my best. And that's a, such an important point in life is that asking yourself, even when you win and reflecting on that, well, what could I have done better? What could I have changed? That's really important. Yeah. Just take it on to the next one. 
try again. Sometimes when you're in the fight, you don't. Sometimes it all leaves you. Like, <laughs> but that's that's why you train to do it over and over, so it's like second nature, and you don't have to think about it. And the more you do it, the more comfortable you get in that situation, and then you can start thinking under pressure and that kind of stuff. So nothing happens overnight, type thing. Yep. Now you mentioned obviously as a as an amateur fighter, and even in the early early days of your pro fighting with your four fights, boxing's not a a well-paid sport yeah you've obviously had a lot of support over the last few years yeah my biggest supporter has been my family they've been behind me all the way but everyone has a part to play like my coaches sponsors especially i've had so many people that's jumped on board to support me in what i'm trying to do and i thank them all for their support on your shirt there's a few sponsors on there kai malia's kitchen national ability service and on the back there's a lot more too addict skateboards BPC Civil, there's two more. Your Choice Realty, and there's one more. Yeah, you can't miss that one. Yeah, your choice. <laughs> yeah so Your Choice is my mum's business, but um, she's been supporting me from day one pretty much. Like they, they believe that I can do it, and I also believe I can do it. And I just feel like with everything that's coming, all the experience I've gained, I feel like Olympics is looking like a real good shot of getting gold eh? and that's what I believe and that's what I'm training for right now. I know what, what the level is to get there. So I've got a year to get into the prime, my prime pretty much. But now nah, support my family and everyone's been supporting me in uh, my islands, Cook Islands, Australia has been supporting me. I'm just here, yeah, privileged to be able to be here doing it because, yeah, a very blessed day to be able to do what I'm doing. And I just thank everyone for their constant support and believing in me. Now, if, if people want to follow you, check you out, tell me where, where's the best place to find you? Best place is Instagram and it's Teremoana, spelled T-E-R-E-M-O-A-N-A, underscore rep, R-E-P. So Teremoana rep. I also have a Facebook, but I'm not really on Facebook too much. What I've done is I've linked my Instagram to my Facebook. So when I post on Insta, it automatically posts on Facebook because a lot of my family is on Facebook and not Instagram. So, yeah, those are my two main ones. And if you wanted to follow me, just jump on there and check us a follow. I'd love to have your support. Yep, excellent. Now, I just want to acknowledge as we finish up here, I just want to acknowledge I love the respect that you show in the ring. Keep it up. I love seeing that smile, the joy, the dancing. I did a bit of research. Terra in Cook Islands means trip, voyage, journey. Yeah, get it. And Moana means ocean. Ocean, yeah. So. That sounds like a good meaning behind a name for someone heading to the Cook Islands that's heading to yeah. the, hopefully heading to the Olympics. Yes, yes. Oh, thank you. Yeah, because it's a Polynesian name where, yeah, Tere means boat or sail, like you said. So it pretty much goes back to the days when Polynesians used to voyage overseas and stuff like travel the ocean. That's pretty much what it means, ocean traveler. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you. No, that's all right. Thanks for joining me today on Share Tere Moana. Australia and the Cook Islands are going to be rooting for you for the Solomon Islands and hopefully your mum and mum's got Facebook or we've we've at least got a, a channel we can tune into it in November. Yeah, I'll, I'll be more onto my social media because, yeah, I'm a bit slow with that, but I'll get onto it and I'll be sharing all the links leading up to it as well. It's been a privilege to be on the Share Podcast with you, Steve. Thanks for having me on. It's been a good time chatting. Yeah, no, this podcast is really about just sharing stories and supporting people and yeah. you know, some of those tips that you've shared there through your experience and your journey over the last 12 or 13 years of boxing and yeah. 
and really just that feeling, as I said, of the family and the culture yeah. and the pride that you have for state, for country, um, both Australia and Cook Islands. And yeah. and I think that's going to bode you well, you know, in the years to come. And I look forward to continuing to watch your journey, wearing the Terra Moana boxing shirts, yeah. supporting you whenever and wherever I can, mate. So go well and good luck for November. Cheers, mate. Okay, thanks, Steve. Pleasure. Thank you for having me on. And yeah, I'll do my best and represent all of us. That's right. You just, as you say, you just do your best, right? Yeah, that's, that's all I can do. Yeah. The results will come. Yeah, that's it. I reap what I sow, is how I feel. Yeah, that's right. All right, yeah. mate. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Steve. Have a good one. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. It's been great to have you along for the ride. Remember to hit subscribe and share this episode with a friend. Maybe just one person you think could benefit from what was just shared. Also, if you haven't connected with me yet, you can find me on Instagram at the Steve Hodgson and also share underscore underscore podcast. I'll catch you on the next episode.